I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We are your hosts, Anastasia. And David. If this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we humorously normalize uncertainty. We encourage and support entrepreneurs who are determined to crush it anyway. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. We cover three areas of topics in the podcast, including business, health, and relationships. We also interview guests with successful business owners who tell their what the fuck stories and share some resources to help you keep doing something. So let's all explore how no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. On this episode of I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast, we have expert and extraordinaire Professor Nez, who is a personal branding consultant, executive career coach, online business strategist, and LinkedIn expert. Professor Nez is also the host of his own podcast, Personal Branding, the number one rated personal branding podcast. Professor Nez, David B., and myself talk a lot about the different parts of a personal brand, what is the difference between a personal and business brand, how to communicate a personal brand, and the opportunities that await for you on the other side of the internet. And of course, we talk about the what the fuck stories. The, the name of your podcast, I think, is perfect, not because it's just uh, it's super bold and audacious, but because it's the truth. It's the truth. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I have my first question for you because as your bio says is that you are an individual brand coach and consultant. And I know you kind of fluctuate a little bit and there's some fluidity in that for what you do. But kind of, I think the the word brand has definitely been used a lot. So a lot of people kind of get that a brand is kind of how people know you, how people identify who you or your company is. But kind of tell us why people would want to dive into creating an individual brand. Like what are literally the results people can get from having an individual brand? That's a beautiful question. I love that question because yeah, when you think of, I, I sometimes start my keynote presentations or, or when I get speaking gigs, I'll start off asking my audience, like what's the first thing that pops in your head when you hear this strange word, personal branding? I mean, what does that even mean? And most people think it has to do with logos or marketing or sales or being salesy. This is how I define it. I think it's much simpler than that. And and not only um, I want to define it, but I also want to say why it's important because to, to direct to your question, Anastasia, first of all, personal branding is just modern communications. It's, it's literally, this is where it's at. This is where everything is happening right now. It's, you know, the online arena, it's where the attention is. Every one of us, you know, if we want to advance our career, if we want to uh, share our story with the world, if we want to grow our brand, grow our business, it doesn't matter how good your quality uh, product is or services or good is. If I don't know about it, if I'm not aware of it, guess what? You don't exist. And so it's really just modern communications. This is where it's happening. Instead of you know going to the uh, town hall meetings or going to the radio or TV or print, now we're going where everybody is at, which is on their phones and on these different platforms and on this thing called the internet. It's the same reason why Amazon owns the world. It's the same reason why Netflix has Hollywood running scared. Um, it's the same reason why Apple and all these companies, even Peacock, right? NBC, they're starting new streaming businesses. It's all about adaptation. This is where you need to go. This is where I need to identify well, there's a million trillion Professor Nezes out there, but what is it about Professor Nez? Who cares about Professor Nez? Until I know your story, 
until I know and I'm aware of how you can help me and why I should give you my attention, you got goose egg. You got nothing. So personal branding, why it's important to build a brand, why it's important to communicate your purpose is because this is where it's happening. There's nothing really more complicated uh, about it. It's very simple. There's nothing complicated about it at all, actually. So understanding the arena, understanding the landscape, and then now what personal branding really entails is getting that message across. Because you could have, I've said this before, that you could have four PhDs. You could have the utmost resume of companies you've worked for of you know products and goods that you've been a part of or brands or businesses that you've started and that you've grown but again there's 7.7 billion people on this planet what's going to make you stand out is your ability to get that across and your ability to get that across in a compelling effective manner that's personal branding it's storytelling it's modern communications period and if you're not communicating in the uh, digital ecosystem, I think you're doing a disservice to not only the times we're living in, but you're missing out on a very powerful audience that you can impact. Nice. And I, I like, because I was looking at your website a little bit earlier as well. And so not just for coaches and entrepreneurs, but it's also really big for just anyone looking for a career or as far as your resume or a job interview or a job search. Um, getting that personal story out there so they know who you are um, to differentiate you from any competition. Exactly. And, and here's the thing too. I mean, this is so important, David, what you just said. I mean, you know, you don't have to be this podcaster, live streamer, this media company or content creator, just sharing, you know, your personality, sharing, you know, who you are, sharing how you can help people, sharing, you know, your story. That's it. Literally just sharing your story. Here's the beautiful thing about putting yourself out there is actually these algorithms and these platforms will show your stuff to other people. <laughs> I mean, I've made such, I've never, I don't know, actually, I don't even know if I've ever met Anastasia in person, like in the flesh. Have we? No. And not like, yet. I consider, isn't that crazy? Like, I consider Anastasia like a really, like a, like a compadre, like a colleague, um, you know, like a, a really good friend. And we've known each other for over three years, I think. And at least, at least two or three years. Yeah. And like, we've talked, we've messaged, we've video conference. I've never met her in person. This is unbelievable. It's fantastic. So many people, one of my, our mission statement here at Nez Nation, our, our kind of community is bringing more humanness to this digitalness mm. because people think there's so many, I don't even want to watch the social dilemma. I don't care about the social dilemma. I'm over it. I'm sick and tired of people saying that these platforms own you, that you have no control over your life. They want us to think that we're automatons, that we have no critical ability to decide the trajectory of our lives. That is bubkus. Mm. That's bogus. I vehemently disagree. I think we have complete ownership. It's, it's a tool. Social media is amoral. These platforms are agnostic. They don't have, they're not haunting you. You're not being possessed. You're a human being. You have power over your destiny. You have power. You have free will. Yes, is there influence? Of course, but you're an adult and you should be an adult about it. And so you have control. I refuse to believe that these platforms have control over you. And I've built amazing 
real, not just business, forget about business for a second, not just career and networking, but people I call friends. And I still talk to people like Anastasia. And David, I know you and I are going to be like this. I can already feel it. Yeah, we're besties now. <laughs> besties. I love it. Yeah. You see how fast that was? You see how That's beautiful real that thing. is? <laughs> how how awesome the modern technology is. <laughs> but no, you're, you're totally right. Um, and that's, it's so easy to connect with people and, and we forget that. And so that was the whole point of social, of social media, of our social, everything. That's now. exactly right. So when you're finding like this new landscape that really this year, people are really diving into and discovering with COVID, they're having to go more virtual at work, but kind of being forced into it, even though they, you know, for years, I know, you know, I know I've been telling people hey, get virtual, really get comfortable with this, learn Zoom, learn this, learn that. And they've been very hesitant. So this year they've been really having to dive into it, like forced into it. So people are now learning. I have no digital presence. I have no LinkedIn. I have no Facebook or whatever it may be. And now they're looking for jobs. Now they're looking to start a business. Now they're looking to find clients. So what are you finding right now is the biggest mistakes that people are are doing or you're discovering that people are doing that's preventing them to actually get to the results of building their personal brand to get those jobs, to get that business. Yeah, it's really understanding. It's all about understanding the, the psychology of where are people going to find and discover what you can offer, right? Yeah. And so, and so, you know, I'm not going to tell you about targeting your audience and identifying your audience. You, you guys hear that all the time. You're going to have a ton of guests talk about this. But it's, it's, it's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. What do you want? What do you want out of life? Do you want to earn more money? I have no, hey, money is important. I'm not going to tell you money is the root of all evil. I've got kids. I got a mortgage. I got a wife that likes nice things. I joke with my students all the time. You know why I work 24-8? Because my wife likes Louis Vuitton. And that's expensive. <laughs> so, so it's about identifying what is it you want. If you want more money, well, then figure out where the... Uh, people are that can actually provide you that. Okay. And where are your customers? Where are your clients? Where are the employers? I'm going to share a stat with you. 92% of employers search your online presence during the hiring uh, process. Mm. Can you imagine what that number is for consumers? I mean, yeah. you guys, like you remember, maybe some of you, I'm a little bit older than you. I'll be 44 in December, December 27th to be exact. You know, I don't know. David, David literally looks like he's 12. And I know Anastasia <laughs> is super young. <laughs> David, how old are you? Do you mind if I ask? Definitely somewhere between 12 and 60. Okay, good. One of those two. I was close. Yeah. But like, but like, you know, uh, 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 it's, it's like, this is, this is, you know, there was a time where we felt nervous about putting our credit card information, buying something online. That is completely gone. Now I, I get now I get mad when I have to go get my credit card. I know. Where's I'm your like, digital wallet? Exactly. I, have, I have to get out of bed to buy this thing that I don't need. <laughs> Anger. Yes, yes, I know. Like what? <laughs> Come on. I totally know what you mean. So it's about it's about if you really what do you really want? You got to get over this idea of oh, are people is Facebook gonna going to monitor me? No, Facebook doesn't care about you. Nobody's watching you. Nobody's stealing your information. 
the the people who are trying to find people like you, the first place they're going to go is a place called Google, right? Or some kind of search engine. The first thing that's going to come up on search, if I type in your name, if you're not Kim Kardashian, is your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Think about that. And LinkedIn is not Facebook. LinkedIn is the number one. I call it the number one online cocktail party on the entire internet. This is where you can network, build relationships, build meaningful contact, humanize who you are. So here, let me break the suspense for everybody. Nobody's watching you. Nobody cares. Nobody, I mean, yes, they might be tracking data. They've been doing that forever. They've been doing that with newspapers, with TV, Nielsen ratings, everything. We need to get over this idea of demonizing these platforms when you're not that important. You're just not. I'm sorry. Neither am I. Neither is anybody. Nobody is that important. So what do you want? Yeah. Can I highlight that really quick? Please, please. That's a really big barrier to entry for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And personally, um, I came from a very, like, I'm a very strong introvert and a very, I was back in, you know, 2010-ish. I was into the prepper like emergency preparedness community. And we were doing everything we could to keep our information private. And I'm still a big fan of of privacy um, and personal security. But there definitely came a point in my life where I had to be like, there is no way I can not be monitored by Google. Like, even if I don't have a smartphone, everyone else around me has a smartphone. It's impossible. It's impossible. Um, but we still, because, you know, it's 40 years of life or 30 years or 50 years, however old some of us are, where we were told to be scared of people online, to not give out your information. Um, I had a friend who, (laughs) she was job searching and she went and gave her resume out to like 30 different employers around in the area. And she's like, yeah, I didn't put my phone number on it because I didn't want anyone to, uh, misuse it. Oh no. I was like, or call oh. you? <laughs> How are they going to get a hold of you? Well, if they want to hire me, they'll have to find me. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, I was like, so we're just, we're so ingrained in being fearful of strangers. So and it's is- not different. It's not different, David, than being in, in the almost, I almost said the, uh, the outer world or the real world, but this is the real world too. This is a part of the real world, but it's no different than being on site or in person as you want to, obviously it's common sense. It's practical. I'm a big fan of simplifying things. It's not that complex. You don't need to be worried about every single credit card or every single cookie or cache or website, you know, but, but obviously you want to be cautious if something doesn't feel right then you trust your judgment, trust your inner discretion and your critical discernment. That's why I, I advocate in the schools. You know, uh, Anastasia said a really important thing. We're seeing how people's lack of adaptation is being exposed by the pandemic, especially education. Now, I don't just call myself professor for kicks and giggles. I actually teach at universities, teaching business communications. I'm not your average professor, though. Um, <laughs> But 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 I teach very part-time now because I'm running my online businesses. But check this out. I have kids that are on Google Classroom literally right now as we speak. I have seen viscerally, I mean, the lack of understanding, the lack of even initiative to try to create 
an atmosphere. I've said this before, and I've been vilified for it, that you can actually have a better classroom learning experience using these technologies than in person. I've actually said that because most students feel very, um, they feel very reticent to engage in class. It's a very kind of intimidating environment, even the way that a classroom is set up where the podium is like this and you're looking down at the students. And I think that if really we understood the power of this technology, the learning could be amplified rather than reduced. If you really understood the power of screen sharing, the power of engaging, communication skills, live streaming is a great way. Content creation is a great way to hone your communication skills. So even if you don't want to start a business, even if you don't want to advance your career, just creating content, understanding modern communications, building a personal brand will help you in every facet of your life. There's nothing more important than communications. It has, I've said this before, I think misunderstanding is the number one virus that's ever plagued mankind. Mm -hmm. I think misunderstanding has caused more wars, more family separations, divorces, fights, quarrels at midnight on a dark alley, misunderstanding. If we can all truly come to the table of communication and try to understand each other, I truly believe with every fiber of my being, we could eliminate a lot of problems, a lot of them. So I don't think that answered your question though, Anastasia. <laughs> I think we got there. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, kind of playing off of that, how does one really communicate a personal brand? Like, how do they do that well? Great question. So this is how you do it well. So number one, don't try to be like anybody else. Um, really own your own energy. Um, decide what it is that you feel you can do as best as possible. But I will also at the same time, understand what are the tools and utilities that are getting the most engagement to the people you want to reach. If you're a little reticent about doing video, I mean, video is everything now. It creates a lot of great engagement. Um, you know, and I'm kind of jumping a couple of steps ahead. The first thing you want to do is identify your purpose. Identify who you, this is a tough question. Who are you? What is it that you want to get out there? What is it that, because your personal brand, this is your calling. This is your legacy. This is your reputation. This is everything. And so if you're just doing it for money or if you're just doing it for uh, a kind of, you know, sort of everybody else is doing it. So maybe I should do it. Or, uh, you know, I just want to kind of try this thing and just see what happens. I think that could be a risk and in, in you're in danger of creating something that is going to leave a digital footprint that maybe doesn't represent you well. It's about representation. So identifying, like I, in my blood, in my DNA, I was born to teach, to inform to inspire, hopefully more inspire than teach. I don't even like the word teaching. I like inspiring because the professors that I remember, the friends, the lovers, the dreamers, the people that really moved me to action were not teachers. They weren't authority figures. They weren't uh, uh, administrators. Uh, they didn't have titles. They were inspirers. They inspired me. And so my, I feel it's in my blood, in my DNA. I was put on this earth to inspire others to enact change. Sometimes that sounds a little bumper stickery and a little woo-woo, but I believe in it for better or worse. So what is your purpose? Identify that and then get that across the best way that you can. And yes, you can monetize that. But more importantly, 
it's going to draw the right people to you. And we all know if you want to build a business, if you want to advance your career, this is a human thing. It's not a video thing or a tool thing or a digital thing. It's a human kind of thing. And so you got to connect with people. People do business with people, not buildings. Mm -hmm. People do hire people, not resumes. So it's a human thing. Put yourself out there. Get your story out there. You will attract the right people. I advocate video, video. I love live streaming, but I know a lot of people are very shy and reticent when it comes to live video and video. Maybe podcasting is your thing. Maybe written content is your thing. Photographic content is your thing. Find your thing and get your message out there. It's never been easier. Hmm. And there's this thing called the internet too, by the way, where if you want to find out how to do something, you don't need to buy any of Professor Nez's courses. You don't need to buy any <laughs> of Professor Nez's eBooks or products. You can do it yourself. It's so easy. There's this beautiful thing called the internet, the University of YouTube and the University of Google beats any other university out there. I truly believe that. This is a professor talking. The University of YouTube, the University of Google, it's everything. I, I really mean that. I want to touch on a couple of things you mentioned that I really like. Um, Sorry for kind of droning no, on. You're, I hope that helps. That's you're perfect. the guest. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're here for. <laughs> um, I like how you said as a professor, you can see how these technological tools can really speed up um, the education process as far as engagement. Um, because even there is a certain amount of anonymity when you're behind a screen instead of right there in the room. Well said. Tiny little bit of like separation makes it more comfortable for introverts like myself to engage. Um, and I think that was a really cool thing. Then I forgot the second point that I wanted to lose. <laughs> hey, we don't know what we're doing. It was definitely there, yeah. Well, I know I'll one thing that really second. stood out for me was the the human side. We're still interacting as humans. And I know when I worked with the baby boomer for a long time, as I believe everybody who is here knows, I worked with this uh, baby boomer for well over a year, very close. And we spoke on stages together. We worked together on so many projects. And he was willing to learn how to FaceTime, how to Zoom when it was kind of becoming a thing, you know. And I found that he was having a hard time kind of getting lost in the technology and not realizing there's a human on the other side. So texting, there's a human on the other side of that text. Video, there's a human on the other side of that video. It's not the tech you're talking to. It's actually to the person. It's just a method of getting to that person. Because, you know, older generations, they're all about the phone, you know, because they're used to speaking and hearing a voice. And so it was very interesting to see that, you know, using tech as a great way to kind of um, hide and continue to hide. And you know what's really, interesting about that? Yeah. I love the way you said that, Anastasia. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject there. Please. I wanted to, I wanted to piggyback really quickly too. I, I have something to say about that, which is awesome. But uh, I wanted to piggyback on what David said, because you know what, what's another impediment for people wanting to put themselves out there is what you just kind of really explained well, David. So most people, they play the comparison game. And they think, well, I got to be like, I mean, Anastasia's fantastic on video. If you've ever seen her content on IG, uh, Instagram, or Facebook, she's fantastic, yeah. right? You know, David, that's why she's your co-host, right? So, so, and she's been doing this forever. She's awesome. 
And so, and so a lot of people say, well, do I have to be like, I mean, look at anesthesia. She looks at the lens. She's communicating in situations, she's being so natural. She comes across on video so well. She's photogenic. Look, I have a certain type of energy. My wife is the exact, thank God, is the exact opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Like I am kind of like a locomotive in your chest. I'm just crazy, right? I come at you very strong. I don't know how else to, when I'm talking about something I love, it's just, I got fire in my veins. My wife is the exact opposite of me. She's very, very, I don't know if introvert's the right word, but it's a, just a different call. I want to say calmer energy, <laughs> but like when she speaks, she owns the room. And so, David, what you just said about introverts, I think this is going to help the audience immensely. You don't have to be like anybody else. You don't even have to be similar to anybody else. If you own your energy, I'm going to tell you something that is capital T true. People don't hire, okay, your accolades. They don't purchase your credentials. They hire and buy your energy. And believe it or not, there's a ton of people who can't stand Professor Nez's energy. You know what? I like that David guy. You know, David talks a lot about branding and business. I just like his vibe. Nez is too much. I totally get that. Like, I, I that's there's nothing wrong with that. There's 7.7 billion people on this planet. There's enough of your tribe that are waiting for you. They're waiting for you. If you hate your job right now, if you hate doing something right now, if you're sick and tired of XYZ, you don't have to do it because the opportunities, we're living in the golden era of opportunities, especially now with this pandemic, but even beyond the pandemic is just an accelerant of what's to come, which is this. Mm. So what I'm hearing like this overall conversation is, really showing the world who you are, what you're about, and kind of really voicing a lot of your dreams, your passions, your excitements in whatever that's to get a job or to have your business or just to have that personal brand there for whatever you may use later, which is kind of where I'm at right now. So what I'm hearing overall, though, is that you're really, in a sense, unleashing your individual self to the world and you're exposing pieces of that person to connect with others. Because just like in person to person, we're not gonna jive well with everyone. So I may jive with Professor Nez, but I'm not gonna jive with Professor David, right? But being (laughs) able to find your tribe in whichever method of communication or in those spaces online even is really key. So again, kind of like to wrap that up, Unleashing your own individual brand is really about connecting to the vibe and to the energy of others that you're really going to be in your own tribe. Also, if I may, perfect what you just said, Anastasia. This is really tantamount to your success. You have to be, if it's, if it's just about you, you're finished, you're done. Mm-hmm. It has to be in service to others. Here's another way you can define personal branding exploiting your own uniqueness for the service of others. Listen to that. Exploiting your own uniqueness for the service of others. I didn't invent that, by the way. I can't remember who said that, but it's a, it's perfect. If it's just about you, you're going to lose. If it's just about you, you might as well record for yourself. If you're going to put yourself out there, what is it about you that brings uh, value to other people, Right. 
And knowing, obviously knowing your audience is super, super important, but also don't worry about that in the beginning. You will find your audience. It's a constant tinkering. It's a constant evolution. Being an entrepreneur, a business owner, a brand, a career professional, a human being is about constantly evolving with everything that's happening around you and inside you. It's not just external validation, it's internal validation. I am not the same Professor Nez that I was two years ago, let alone 10 years ago, let alone five years ago. David wouldn't even recognize himself 10 years ago. I, I don't even know who that person was. I think about being in a music band. I think about being up till two in the morning. I think about playing guitar with some of the raunchiest human beings on the planet. <laughs> I don't even know who that individual is. I'm such a nerd minivan dad now. It's a completely different person. And I love where I'm at. I love it. And you know what? I love that about life too. If you have expectations when you're building a personal brand that you're going to get all these followers, subscribers, make a million dollars, you're toast. Be okay with just having the courage and audacity to put yourself out there. And I promise you, if you just get better and better at that, it's going to bleed into every artery of your life, your personal life, your professional life. You need to know how to communicate and it needs to be in service. Something I didn't know as a young person, being a little bit older, hopefully a little bit wiser, you need to bring service to others. It can't just be a transaction. You need to be human. You can't be transactional. You got to be a human and so human beings, even, especially in a personal relationship, I mean, forget about professional. If I was just, you know, uh, in a relationship with my wife and it was just all about me, it would not be a relationship. We've all been in those relationships, haven't we? <laughs> mm. We've all been in a relationship with the other person was just a selfish, beep. <laughs> I'll go ahead and beep it out for you, David. We've all been in those relationships. How did that make you feel? I don't know about you, but it made me feel small, insignificant and um, full of dread. You have to be in service. It has to be compatibility. It has to be reciprocation. And so it's the same thing with businesses in life and with branding. There's really no lines there. All the lines are blurred because being human transcends. Mm. Yeah, and I like that too. The more, um, the more authentic you can build your brand, the more you're gonna get people who are like you. And so when um, kind of what you were saying is if you're in it for just the money and you're pretending to be this thing that you're not, you're going to attract people that um, don't resonate with you as much. Um, and I think that's a big mistake that a lot of startup and entrepreneurs and people who are like entering this field, they'll say, well, I want to be Anastasia or I want to be Professor Nez. And so I'm going to do, or I want to be Tony Robbins. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to be like them. And then once they get an initial following, the following doesn't resonate and it falls off instead yeah, of, it's not, you know, authentic is kind of a word, David, that's throw, it's so abused now. Fair. Uh, it's, it's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are afraid to take a chance because um, it, it's a, it takes a big risk. You know, I forget who said this. Uh, I don't know if it was E.E. Um, e. Cummings who said one of the hardest things in this thing called life is being truly yourself because the world tries to beat out your individuality every single day. So the world is trying to beat the individuality out of you. It's trying to get you to homogenize yourself and become part of the mob 
or part of the crowd or part of this or that. And we as human beings, we're social animals. So no matter how introverted you are, you want to feel like you're a part of something. Nobody is too cool for school. It just doesn't exist. I don't care if you think you're Steve McQueen. Everybody wants to be a part and feel like they belong somewhere, right? And, and so this whole word about authentic, and, and it can kind of get a little bit um, overused, if I may. So what I'm trying to say is, is instead of, instead of doing your, instead of executing uh, your brand or your story in the way that you think you're supposed to, um, really relinquish all expectations, relinquish all self-judgment, and this is, a, this is a deep thing too, because it, it goes into everything else too. If you really stop judging yourself, you actually become a happier human being because you stop judging others. It's almost like this beautiful fragrance uh, uh, comes up when you, when you uh, um, be this way or enact this way. And so, and so don't be afraid that you're going to fail and stumble and mumble and fail. Because guess what? I'm going to break the suspense. You're going to stumble, mumble, fall and fail. It's going to happen especially uh, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, I fail 90,000 times a day, but it's the difference is, is I keep going at it. My persistence, being persistent and being persistently you is a tough thing. It sounds bumper stickery, but it's a tough thing to be persistently you, but here's the, here's the, here's the rub. It is essential to growing a real community business or brand. It's essential because if you're like this person, if you're like that person, you're going to be a watered down version of Gary Vaynerchuk, a watered down version of Tony Robbins, a watered down version of Marie Forleo or whoever, pick anybody, doesn't matter. But the more that you take that chance and take that risk and risk looking foolish, I wish more people on Twitter would do this, risk looking foolish, watch what happens. Beautiful mm. things will happen. And I think that's a good like tie into the reason why David and I really are passionate about this podcast because it's really about normalizing uncertainty, normalizing failure, especially for entrepreneurs and those who are going to go for it anyway. Because, you know, we tend to have this posturing, as I call it, where a lot of these influencers or people in general will just posture to be more perfect than others or more perfect versions of themselves rather than kind of showing the transparency of, I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so, and today- Oh, you can curse on this show? I didn't know you could curse on oh, this show. Well, the whole title of the podcast is a curse in itself. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to make this, it's so funny. I was trying to be the, the business-minded, advertiser-friendly dude. <laughs> no, anywhere where we might monetize, we might bleep you out, but no, don't worry about it. Yeah, we're here to really just show the, the raw of it all. And so tell us a little bit about what about you and having those, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing moments. Like, can you tell us one or two that you've had maybe even recently or the big ones that you've had where you felt like you had to be somebody, but in reality, it was just like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, God, where do I even start? Um, and this is a great question because I don't think anybody is willing to admit this, uh, right. you know, especially publicly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, um, you know, uh, for, I'd say the first thing that pops into mind is like, I waited way too long to understand that I need to build uh, a very unique email list mm. of people who are, um, you know, basically an audience that you can really have access to. 
Um, you've, you may have heard this before, but you know, building your, your, your brand on LinkedIn and I've been on LinkedIn since 2007, it's my strongest platform being a LinkedIn influencer, um, building your, your brand on YouTube, that, that's all rented property, right? Um, you don't own any of that. You don't own the audience. You don't own the IP. You don't own anything really. Uh, and so God forbid, if something happens to these platforms, what, what are you going to do? And so I made a huge mistake thinking, ah, you know, I don't. I don't check. I don't check my emails. Whenever I get an email from a schmuck marketer or a piece of crap, you know, business person, I'm like, screw that. I don't. I'm, I delete it immediately, or it goes to spam. But see, what I, the mistake I was making was is I was making it about me. When there's a lot of people out there who don't run businesses, who uh, aren't ensconced within this digital avalanche every day, that they actually look forward to their inbox. <gasps> Oh my God, they actually open their email. And as a matter of fact, there isn't an online business owner out there who doesn't have a strong list of, a, you know, a tribe, a community that they have, uh, you know, 100% access and ownership over. And so I made a huge mistake early on that, nah, man, it's email marketing's dead and owning an email list is, and, you know, I'm bigger than that. And plus, I don't search my email. I made it about me. You see, if you make it about them, you understand the end user psychology. Sure. I learned, and you know what, Anastasia, that question, like, that's just one thing. There's a million things that I've made tons of mistakes. You know, I think a better way to answer that question is to look at somebody like Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison. Okay. Who invented the incandescent light bulb. This dude failed over 1100 times trying to find the right filament to execute electricity the way we know it today. Could you imagine, Anastasia and David, if Thomas Edison would have quit after the 40th try, the 50th try, the 600th try, there, in all intents and purposes, we may still be using standard oil, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so like, oh my gosh, persistence is everything. You're gonna make a ton of mistakes and that's okay. You're going to be scared shitless, and that's okay. You're going to be stressed out a lot, and that's okay. But if you really want this world of freedom and being your own boss and dictating your own terms and not answering to anybody, holy macadamia nut, it's gorgeous. And I love it. But it's also important to really understand, are you able to... Um, are you able to have the gumption and the wherewithal to withstand all of the ebb and flows? Because Anastasia, I mean, I'm just meeting David and I love David already, but I know Anastasia, you know this, I'm directing this to you. You know that being a business owner, um, <laughs> if you look at your monthly reports every single month or even your weekly reports, you can drive yourself crazy. I mean, even looking at my quarterly reports, sometimes I'm like, you know? Uh, you got to just really the ebb and flow of running a business, the roller coaster, it is not for the faint of heart. Sure. One beautiful thing about having a W2 job, one beautiful thing about not running a business or a brand uh, is that you have a little bit more. Um, actually, I don't even know if that's true. You know what? I was going to say, you see, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> see, I was going to say you have a little more security, but actually that's not true anyway, because look at COVID. COVID just proved that no longer how long you've been working for a company. I had a client recently. Oh my God. This woman, brilliant woman, brilliant. She was executive vice president for a very major bank. 
She was a client of mine. She asked me to help her with her LinkedIn, her resume, and her online brand. Holy macadamia. She said to me, she said, Mez, I thought I had security for the rest of my life. I'm a 56-year-old woman. I've got two kids. And now I find myself in the unemployment line. So guys, there really is no such thing as security. Um, I take back everything I just said. The ebb and flow is life. The ups and downs is life. That's why adaptation, which we don't teach enough in school, is the number one skill. I apologize. I know I'm kind of going off here, but literally it's adaptation. Uh, it's, it's everything. You're going to fall. You're going to fumble. You're going to stumble. I've made a billion and six mistakes, but I'm going to keep coming because uh, I, I, quite frankly, I have a family to take care of and I love doing this. I love inspiring. So, so the ebb and flow is a part of it. The roller coaster is a part of it. Security is uh, a false uh, kind of facade. And um, that's why I think even if you're not a business or brand, creating a brand, putting yourself out there on LinkedIn, if you're a professional, on Facebook or Instagram, it's just going to, it's going to reap major benefits for everything in your life. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really huge, especially now, um, because really everything is a brand, like everything we do, we are branding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really also st- if I may, and also the absence, I said this in my last presentation, the absence mm-hmm. of a personal brand is a personal brand. Absolutely. So if you don't have a brand, if I Google David B and whatever comes up, you know, it says something like, uh, 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 he, he was a part of the speech debate team in 1975, but that's it. That's a <laughs> yeah. personal brand. You may not right. know it, but that's a personal brand. And if you're looking to build that ethos, somebody looking and said, well, I was going to hire David, but I don't really, there's nothing really about this guy that's appealing. There's no story. There's no story. That's beautiful. You said it best. There's no story. Yeah. And I think that's really security is having a brand, whether you're a W2 employee um, just having something going on the side, learning new skills, uh, always growing and adapting because you're right. Any job could disappear at any moment with the way that technology this is why is I love introverts. This is why I love introverts. <laughs> you're, you know what, David, you're phenomenal. I apologize. Uh-huh. Keep going. I had to say that. No, it's great. Yeah. Cause we think all the time and we analyze endlessly. <laughs> the way you just phrased that is exactly how my wife would have phrased it. I think she oh, would nice. have said the same thing. She would have said that is security. Nez. Yeah. Hey, you big boo, you big buffoon. That is security. Yeah. <laughs> and she's right. I love the way you said that. That's perfect. Yeah. So that's awesome. Can I, I love- say something real fast, David? You know what I tell my, so I love getting on the phone with prospective clients. Like my wife will say to me, she's like, dude, you're like possessed when you get on the phone with people trying to trying to commu- communicate to them why they should hire me. So I tell them all the time, guys, everybody listening, please heed this. I beseech you, please heed this. I tell my prospective client, I want you to Google me versus the other five proposals you got. Because this is the litmus test. And I'm telling you right now, it totally speaks to what you're saying right now, David. I say, Google me, Professor Nez versus Stacy, Tom, Larry, and Joe, because that you know my clients they get other proposals. They get there's other professionals out there that can help them. And I say, this is what I would do if I were you. If you see one of those other people have a better online presence than me, that's the person I would hire. And I say that every time. And you know what? My Stripe account lights up in two minutes. You know why? Because. I believe in what I'm talking about. It actually, I'm not just saying building a personal brand because it's a cool thing to say. It actually works. I'm living proof 
that this works. The hottest real estate on the planet to plant your flag is this thing called the internet. And that's where everybody goes to find out who you are. And so it's not about like, ooh, the internet. Ooh, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Or, ooh, I'm going to have a podcast. No, it's understanding relevancy. You have to be relevant. I don't care if you're 65. I had a client the other day, a 64-year-old executive. He works at a pretty big company. And, I, and he was a project manager first and he worked his way up. And now he's almost, he's director of operations. This guy is doing one to three minute videos on LinkedIn and he's crushing it. And he's absolutely, and he's not, he's just saying like, hey guys, I'm sharing with you a little bit about what I thought of the day. He has this thing called thought of the day. And dude, he's killing it. You know what? He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't even need to put himself out there. It's relevancy. He's sending a message to the world, his employees, his subordinates, the higher ups, other companies. I am relevant. That's the essence of personal branding. Are you relevant? Mm. So coming from a background of, again, kind of going to generational dynamics, because that's my background, it's very interesting that you say the relevancy question, because that was a big topic, was that you do run the risk of becoming irrelevant if you don't lean into new methods of communication. Like, if you just still wrote letters and you weren't getting on the phone in the 1920s, you know, like you weren't, you were becoming irrelevant right? Like writing letters today has come back, but it had, it wasn't really there in the early 2000s. It was like, no, email's the thing, you know? And so like really just learning about the new communications and exercising them is really important to stay relevant, not only if you have a secure job, but also if you have a business or you're looking for a job. And so I think it's really cool that you're like, no, stay relevant, get out there and be searchable. That's really key is again, being searchable. So like, I'm kind of blessed because my name is very unique Anastasia button. Like if you literally search that, you'll find two things. You'll find an Anastasia coat with buttons and you'll find me. And that is it. So I literally just tell people, Google me, you'll find me anywhere. And people just can search my name. And so you have your hashtag Nez Nation that really gets people to find you. And so like what, yeah, again, it's that question. What makes you unique, not only as a person, but also to the world. But what I love about that exercise too is when you ask yourself, am I Googleable? is what makes me me? And so it's, again, diving deep into really understanding who you are. So it's not only making yourself relevant to the world, but it's also who are you and loving yourself to dive deeper into yourself so that then you can be closer to others. So I kind of like this exercise because it has two sides to that. It's the public image, but it's also getting to know yourself. Purpose. It's all about purpose. You said it so eloquently, Anastasia, purpose. We don't talk enough about you know. this in school. We always, yes, no, you rocked it, girl. You know, we always talk about external validation, getting a job, earning enough money, getting a nice car, getting a nice house, having the kids, having the image, having the perception. That's what we teach in school. What about inner validation? Forget about external validation. What, that's why personal brand is your, is your life. It is your calling. It is your legacy. It is everything, your, your remembrance on this thing called earth, right? On this, in this thing called life. So you should really identify that. And like, well, Nez, how do I know? How do I know that this is what I should talk about? How do I know this is who I am? How do I know? Here's how I answered that. And, and you didn't even ask that question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. How do I know? How do I know how to identify my purpose? 
one of the things I think is the best way to identify that is not to follow your dreams or follow your passion or follow what you love because that's just too namby-pamby and it's been abused. Purpose is really important. What are you, where do you excel and what gives you that electrification in your bones where you feel the hairs in the back of your neck go up when you do something, when you help someone, when you achieve something, when you accomplish something, when you inspire, what is that thing that gets your chest, you know, uh, 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 it makes your heart go a little bit faster than normal. Um, it stimulates you. It invigorates you. What is that thing that you get pissed off that you have to go to sleep? My wife comes into my studio at 2.30 in the morning and says, idiot, you need to go to bed. And I'm editing a new video for tomorrow's publication. And I'm pissed that I have to go to sleep. I'm upset that I have to go to sleep. You know, I would much rather work eight days a week, 24-7, uh, than go to a party right now because I love doing this so much. I love putting out content. I love getting messages from people saying, Nez, your video changed my life. Nez, I'm inspired by you. Nez, I'm going to do that thing. I'm taking action and holy mackerel, it's actually working. Like that means more to me than anything, more than vanity metrics, more than followers, subscribers, when people, it's impact. Impact is greater than income. So where do you feel you can deliver the most impact? And how you defeat burnout, because burnout's a real thing, it does take a lot of work, is by really carefully identifying that purpose and really being rock solid, committed to it. And holy macadamia nut, the rest is history. You will be right as rain, I promise you, and you will attract who you need to attract. Uh, David said something about attracting people like you. I want to clarify one thing, if I may. If I attracted only people who were like me, I'd probably drive myself crazy. I'd be like, God, these guys are annoying. <laughs> the beautiful thing about being you is actually you attract the people who most need you. <laughs> and so, and so I know what you meant though. And I think everybody knows yeah. what you meant, David. Resonate is the. Yes. Resonate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but just to be clear. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to necessarily attract people like you attract the kind of people who you can have. That's where I was going with this. Attract the kind of people that, that can, and the impact will govern that. The impact leads to the tribe, the transformation the inspiration, whatever. I mean, a product, a good salesman, a good product or service should, I mean, have an impact. Even if it's just a bar of soap. Well, I mean, a bar of soap is really important. <laughs> but, but I mean, I'm just saying, let's just say any product, even if it's a widget, whatever, X, Y, Z, uh, 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 a piece of candy, you know, you can make that the best piece of candy on the planet. That could actually make that person smile. And by that person smiling, Maybe they won't get mad at their kid later. You've actually made a little difference in their life. Mm. We all have an impact. We may not even realize we have an impact, but we all have an impact. The cool thing about building a personal brand is you can bring that impact to the many. Mm. I have a thing I'd like to highlight with that, because especially with building a personal brand, and I think we're going to wrap up here with, with maybe a last question after this, but is... You said something really interesting to clarify, instead of attracting people to you, you're attracting people who need you. Now, a lot of people are afraid of putting out a personal brand or whatever because of all the trolls of the internet, right? Getting those comments, getting those people that just continually want to be pushing and challenging you and even maybe even making derogative points. 
But what I loved what you said about that is even if you're getting, say, the haters going into your comments, going into your feedback, they are technically people that are needing you in that moment, whether they realize it or not. And so I love this in that you have the tribe coming to you and then you have those that don't quite realize maybe this is the tribe they've been working for or looking for and then they still make the derogative comment. And so to take that feedback and realize that you were there in a moment that they needed, whether either of you realize it or not at this moment is mute. It's just, it was needed in that moment. And so I just wanted to kind of highlight that because haters and the trolls do freak out people. <laughs> I mean, I remember putting a comment just on a YouTube video about some history fact, because I'm a history nerd, and just the lashback was insane. And so it made me not want to comment again. But what you just said right here gave me some courage to be like, no, that comment was needed in that moment. And it's just really an exchange, a moment in time to connect with others, whether it's part of your tribe or maybe later it will be part of your tribe. That's just something I wanted to highlight. I think it's brilliant. And it's and, and it goes back to, I love what you said. It goes back to purpose too, because another thing that, it, you know, I could rant about education because I've been in education for a long time. Mm -hmm. I could I could go, go off on education forever and how disappointed I am in education, especially in the United States. But what you just said is, you know, kind of what Aristotle said 2000 years ago, which is if you truly know who you are, which we never talk about this because it's considered too abstract or flighty or woo woo yeah. uh, or, or, or arbitrary or irrelevant, you know, who cares who you are? No, I care. And you should care. If you truly know who you are, neither friend nor foe can ever touch you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast, Peter. We're yeah. really cool. Professor Nez. We really appreciate it. I just dropped Nuggets of gold. Oh, that's okay. No, I'm, I'm, my Facebook yeah. profile is, my first name is Peter. Yeah. So my Facebook profile says Peter, but yeah, all my friends call me Nez. So yeah, call me Nez. <laughs> so Nez, yeah. where should our audience members listening or watching go and follow you? You said it best, Anastasia. Just Google me. You can Google me, Professor Nez. Uh, I'm on um, just anytime you Google Professor Nez, You'll see everywhere you can find me. Um, I would love it. You can email me, nez at professornez.com if you want to. Um, and uh, if you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions or anything at all, please feel free to reach out to me or just, yeah, just Google Professor Nez. I'm everywhere. Uh, professornez.com, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere. So you can, you can, I'm the same all over. I like that. The proof is in the Google search. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that's what it's all about. Everybody right now listening should Google themselves and find out why this is coming up and not that mm. and work on that. That's how you work on your personal brand, your digital footprint, because it's everything. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you, Professor Nez. You guys rock. Thanks so much for being here. We utterly appreciate you. I support and, uh, you guys a billion percent. Of... Thank you. I, I love <laughs> it. You guys did a great job.